you are an entrepreneur, a professional, a speaker, or a coach, and although you've come a long way, it's time for you to take it to the next level. We've got you. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. We'll help you use authority and influencer marketing to build your business stronger and faster by publishing a book. You'll hear from guests that are thought leaders in sales, marketing, networking, communication, social media, promotion, and business leadership. Let's do it. This is the Author to Authority Podcast. And now your host, the extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder. Welcome to the Author to Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And I'm so excited to announce that in August, we will be having the 400th episode of the Author to Authority Podcast. And in celebration of that, I have decided to do the top 25 episodes of the Author to Authority podcast for the whole summer. And we will celebrate the 400 about mid-August, so there will be a couple of episodes after that. And I chose these episodes because they were the ones that I just personally felt were the ones that gave tremendous amount of value that were going to help you as an entrepreneur, professional, a speaker, a coach to move your business forward. These were value-packed episodes that are just going to give you action steps that are just going to really propel you to the next level. So I'd love for you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this top 25 episode. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I am so happy to have Mark Struchewski, and I hope I said that properly, on the show. And he is Mr. Productivity. So maybe that's what I'll just call him for the rest of the show. (laughs) I am working on pronunciation. Now, Mark helps entrepreneurs deal with the overwhelm that disrupts their focus. And I don't know, there's times I can say I can relate overwhelm and I've learned to recognize it. And in addition to being a productivity expert, Mark is the host of the Mark Struchewski podcast. Well, we're going to have to spell it out. And an online trainer. His strategies have guided entrepreneurs, CEOs, executive directors, business owners, and business corporate specialists to get back control of their time. And you know what? I'm just so excited because it's not a topic that we've really covered a lot on the podcast. So welcome to the show, Mark. Well, thank you for having me here. And because very few people can say the name Struchewski, I just send them to MrProductivity.com, which takes you to MarkStruchewski.com. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a way around, isn't there? (laughs) Yes, there is. My best friend's name is Juanita. And it's one of those things that, you know, very few people know how to pronounce her name correctly. (laughs) And it drives her nuts. (laughs) Well, it was way before COVID. So probably 2019, I had been at a networking meeting and the gentleman had his name tag and it was Alejandro. And so I went up and I asked him, you know, how he was doing. And I pronounced his name. He's like, you know how to pronounce that? I said, yeah. 
He says, wow. I said, well, don't be too impressed. I said, I watch a lot of movies and, you know, there, there was a movie and the main character's name was Aleandro. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started laughing. And so, yeah, I have worked really hard. I'm not there yet, but I am trying hard to pronounce people's names correctly. So, Mark, tell us a bit about your entrepreneurial journey and how did you become Mr. Productivity? Well, it all started back in July 2005 when I was fired from my corporate job and didn't know what I was going to do with my life, but I knew that I had to make a decision. I was at one of those forks in the road. And so the first thing I decided to be was a wedding and portrait photographer. I don't know why I picked that. Just thought it'd be really cool. Of course, we're going back to 2005. I really thought, hey, if I build it, if I hang my shingle out everyone's going to come running and I'll be the wealthiest man in the world. That didn't happen. But one thing that did come out of my wedding and portrait photography was my love for speaking. Now, remember, we're talking 2005. Facebook was a baby. Twitter was a baby. There was no Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, LinkedIn. They weren't around. And everyone's using direct mail marketing. You get those things in the mail. But I had a friend who was a speaker and I said, now, I never liked to speak in college, didn't like to speak in you know high school. And I said, hey, listen, can you show me how to become a speaker? And so she guided me through. And then the first time I spoke, I'll never forget, I spoke before the National Association of Women in Construction, the Houston chapter. And I was so nervous. I was sweating and I was shaking. And my <laughs> wife was there. And, and I said, well, how do you think I did? She goes, everyone was on the edge of their seat. They were taking copious notes. I'm like, because I was like, I was like looking straight ahead. I was like, you know, I was scared. Well, that gave birth to my love for speaking. And at the time, I was using speaking to promote my photography business, but I didn't want to be a photographer anymore. So I didn't want to speak about photography. So I'm like, what am I going to talk about? So I went through a couple topics that didn't go anywhere. And one day I'm on a phone call with my coach and it wasn't having a good day. And he goes, what's going on? I said, well, I really like speaking and training and helping people, but I don't know what to talk about. And he goes, well, why don't you talk about productivity? And I said, I don't know where that came from. But why would you say that? And he said, well, I know a lot of people and you're naturally productive. You should share that gift for the world. So I created markstrucheski.com on 2010, 2011. I'm sorry. I finally decided what I was going to do with the rest of my life. And so I started getting active in social media and stuff like that. And, and then someone about two years ago on LinkedIn started calling me Mr. Productivity. And I said, wow. I said, can I take that? He goes, yeah, go ahead and take it. So I have the hashtag MrProductivity.com or Mr. Productivity. I've got MrProductivity.com, which goes to my website. And what I found out about a week ago is I went to Google Mr. Productivity and I came up on the whole first page of Google. And I didn't know that was a thing. I'm like, what? Because that's like unbelievable because no one's going to be able to type in Mark Stuchowski. I also come up with the whole page on Mark Stuchowski, but good luck on that. So I got really excited and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me reach out to my friends around the world. And so I started you know, texting people in you know, Australia and England and South Africa. And I said, go, go Google Mr. Productivity. And they all came back and said, you're on the first page. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know how hard people try that? So if you don't know how to go to MrProductivity.com, if you type in Mr. Space Productivity, I come up with the first page. But my wife found something else. If you type in MR Productivity, I also come up. And I'm like, I'm so excited because, you know, that is so cool to be able to be known for that. So there's other people may call themselves Mr. Productivity, Mr. Productivity. But when you type my name up, 
it comes up on the first page of Google, which I'm pretty doggone excited about. Well, while you were typing, I just Googled you. (laughs) So you're the first listing. The second listing is learn how to be really productive from Mr. Productivity from somebody else's site, then your Instagram, then your LinkedIn, and then another person who had you, who were referring to you, Buzzsprout. Yeah, first page. I did not know that. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you kidding me right now? So that's pretty cool. I can just tell people, just go Google Mr. Productivity. Mr. I keep saying .com. Go Google Mr. Productivity and you'll find me, which is pretty cool. I just found that out. So (laughs) Well, here's the thing. That is amazing social proof to build authority. Yeah. And you can't gain the system either. I mean, that happened because I brand everything, Mr. Productivity. Everything's branded. When I post on any social media platform, hashtag Mr. Productivity, everything's Mr. Productivity. And like I told you before we started recording, there's the messaging app Telegram that I found out that you could have a broadcast channel. And so mine is Mr. Productivity. Oddly enough, it was available. Can you imagine that? So, I mean, I'm just branding everything, Mr. Productivity. And so I, I hope, I guess I shouldn't go into organic farming or something like that. I'll totally mess up my brand, but I think I'll say Mr. Productivity. I'll say in my lane. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, so now you have the amazing opportunity of helping others become more productive. And I, I think that's fantastic. Now, I know that you have come prepared with some awesome hints, tips, and practical advice on productivity for our audience today. And so I'm going to let you loose for a bit, and then we'll talk about it. Oh, I wasn't aware I was supposed to be coming prepared with tips. I don't know anything about productivity. I'm kidding. So the number one... record right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're not recording? Oh, darn it. So the number one thing I tell people, the number one tip I tell people is tell your time where to go instead of wondering where it went. So many people are going into their day and they're going, well, let's see what happens. Let's just spin the wheel and see what number comes up. And then they get at the end of the day and they're like, I'm so tired, but what did I do? Because they weren't intentional about the day. So I encourage people to plan your day. Now, Most people plan real appointments, podcast interviews, coaching calls, you know, lunch with their girlfriends or boyfriends, whatever the case may be. But what about time for personal development? I'm a reader. I schedule two chunks of time to read during the day. What about time for being quiet? That's something I'm really big on here in 2021. Just taking time to not be on your phone, not watch TV, just be quiet. Because when we're quiet, our brains can like... You know, I'm a real big planner. If you don't plan it, if you don't put it on your calendar on purpose, the chances of you doing it go down drastically. I mean, drastically, next next to zero. So take time to plan. Understand you're never going to get the perfect plan. Okay. You're going to plan a day and then your internet's going to go out or your kid's going to fall or something's going to happen. So allow yourself to understand that you'll plan your day. It'll get blown up from time to time and just be okay with that. The other thing I tell people to do is make sure that you're not rushing. When you're planning your day, don't rush, okay? Allow your schedule to breathe. A lot of people go from 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12, 12 to 1, 1 to 2. And if something goes wrong, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, then what happens? So what I do is I schedule my time in 50-minute increments. So my Apple Watch goes off every day from 7.50 until 6.50 at night. At 50 minutes past the hour, 
that's my cue to get up, to walk around, stretch my legs, go outside in the backyard with the dog, throw the ball around, take a walk, do something. We were not meant to sit in front of our screens all day long. And so I want people to be cognizant cognizant that. Make sure you're taking time for self-care. And the third tip I have for you, well, I have a lot of tips, but the third one I'll mention to you is please do not be slave to social media. You are the human being. And if you think social media is out of control, guess what happens if you turn off your phone? Okay. It goes away. So what I encourage people to do is when you are going to be your social media, whatever platform, Set yourself a timer. And I want you to go out to the app store and I want you to spend a buck fifty and buy the most annoying timer alert sound you can find. Set the timer for 30, 45 minutes, no longer than an hour. I wouldn't do more than 30 minutes. And then set the timer, go on social media. When the timer goes off, what do you think you do? Pop quiz. Get off of it. You get off of social media because social media created endless scrolling. Why do you think when you're on YouTube, it feeds you video after video after video? When you watch a Netflix or CBS All Access or Amazon Prime, why do you think they keep, they don't want you to leave. They don't want you to get off the couch. Apparently they want you to get like a, a latrine right there next to the couch. You know, they want you to you know have the kitchen, have the kitchen and the bathroom and the TV all in one room. That's, they came up with that. You have to be the adult. You have to be the the human being and say, listen, I need to be on social media to build my business and my brand, but I'm not going to be in it for six hours. I've got things to do. And when I tell people that, well, I ask people, how much time you spend on social media? They have no clue because they don't track it. And I say, well, then write it down. Every time I go on social media, say, okay, two o'clock start. Okay. I started at three. I stopped at three o'clock. That's one hour and track it. Every time you're on social media, you will be stunned at how much time you really spend on social media. Because you tell yourself one thing in your head, but the reality is you're like, oh my gosh, how long I spend on social media? Used to be the problem with the television. Now it's social media. It's the Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and all the other platforms coming in the future. That's where all that's what's sucking your time up. Mm-hmm. And you gotta practice being adulting. So I hope those three tips served you well. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually have my social media down to less than an hour a day and most of it's actually business related. Good for you. Very rarely do I just go and start scanning. Now, I have to admit, I do watch YouTube videos, but I am learning a new skill. I got, I want to be creative. I'm always creative. I'm part, you know, and so I got myself what's called a cricket machine. So it's a cutting machine. So you can cut vinyl and different things. So I've been learning different skills. So I've been watching YouTube, but this was my latest creation. You're on mute. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So I have to admit, I have been spending quite a bit of time on YouTube, but it's very structured time because I'm going on, I watch a specific video on a specific skill, but I liked what you said about structuring your day. And last year I had a couple of health scares and it really made me realize I need to step back and look at my day. And one of the things I realized is I was not really taking any breaks during the day. So I restructured my day. So now I actually have a lunch hour and things do not get booked into that lunch hour. I take that time, you know, I make my lunch, I eat, I sit and relax. You know, I might watch a few minutes of television, I might read, might watch a YouTube video, just something, right? Just something for some downtime. And I've been finding it really good to just take that time. And one of the things you talked about was the quiet time. And I find 
my quiet time is in the shower. Mm. I love long showers. And for me, showers are, uh, they're a part of my creative process because I learned when I'm in the shower and my mind's relaxed and I actually don't usually shower until the afternoon because I'm very bright first thing in the morning. I don't need to be motivated. Like I get up and I'm, you know, I'm ready to go, right? Like I'm not one of these people that needs six cups of coffee. I open my eyes and my day starts. Like I'm just physically that way. But, you know, even now, like it's almost 2.30 in the afternoon and I'm kind of like, I'm starting to feel the drag, right? Because I've been going for quite a few hours. So I have my shower a lot of times in the afternoon and unless I'm going somewhere, then obviously, you know, shower earlier. But if I'm just home all day and I'll go and I just relax in the shower and I just let my mind just rest. And, you know, it's amazing how much creativity comes. I actually wrote a book. You'll, you'll think this is funny. It was just a fun book I wrote, but I wrote a book, 31 Productivity Hacks for the Busy Entrepreneur. Okay. <laughs> and it's not on Amazon. It's just a book I give away with my courses and different things because for so many years, I was unproductive and I didn't know how to be productive and I had to learn how to be productive. So a few years ago, I just started writing down all the ideas because people would ask me about it. So that's where the book came from. And I actually talk about it in the book take longer showers or not. So if you're a creative person, take a longer shower. Your brain relaxes, thoughts come, you're more creative. If you're not in a creative industry, so let's say you do something like data entry, right? So you're still an entrepreneur, you're still in your business, but there's not much creativity involved. Take shorter showers because even 10 minute less shower day, you know, that's an hour of more productivity time a week. One thing I read, Jay Shetty, his book, Think Like a Monk, highly recommend it. He really helped me understand meditation. He says, he's a monk. He said, I've been meditating for 13 years. He goes, a lot of people try to use these calm apps and these headspace apps. He goes, and they try to do a meditation for two or three minutes. And he goes, I'm a monk of 13 years. It takes me 15, sometimes 20 minutes to get my brain to settle down. And so that was really, really, you know, earth shaking for me. But then he also says, you don't have to be in a lotus position going to meditate. You can meditate in the shower if you're just like quiet. If you go out for a walk or a run and you're not listening to music, that's a form of meditation. So when I read that, I'm like, oh, yeah. So basically, anytime you're quiet, in other words, you're not on your phone, you're not watching TV, you're not talking to anybody, you're just quiet. That's a form of meditation. So you do not have to wear like the monk robes and shave your head. Well, I shave my head, but you don't have to do all this stuff as long as you're quiet. And I think in 2021, we don't spend enough time being quiet. Mm -hmm. We're always on our phones or going to the next thing or talking or watch TV. And our brains are getting exhausted because we don't allow our brains to go, oh, just if you take a five-minute break with your eyes closed and do some deep breathing, you feel better. Why? Because that five minutes, your brain gets to like relax for a minute because we don't realize you may be watching a video and maybe your feet aren't moving, but your brain is always working. It's always going. And that's why we need to take the silence breaks so your brain can just take a pause. I mean, it's not going to shut down. You're not going to die, but it's going to take that collective breath. You know, it's funny. I do do that, but also have found just for me personally, that music is such a relaxing thing. I am so musical. It's like music is like part of my soul. And so when I'm listening to music, that allows me to go to that quiet place. 
And sometimes I just listen to instrumental or sometimes I just like, if I'm, if I'm going to that quiet place, I don't listen to loud, rowdy music. I just listen to, you know, soft, relaxing. It's mostly Christian music, worship type music, but you know, but I find for me personally, I'm just wired for music. So for me that the music actually helps me relax my brain. I'm with you. And there's two things I use when I want to be creative. One, I subscribe to Focus at Will. I love Focus at Will because you can listen to ambient sounds. You can listen to soft music. You can listen. They got one I really like. If I There's a dog in the neighborhood that's always barking. It's like four houses down. And I'm trying to read outside and I can't hear. So I put the AirPods in and listen to the propeller drone, which is just loud enough to drown out the dog, but then I can focus. But I also have another playlist my Apple music, that's all the instrumental music from the big screen. Okay. Mm. And so when I'm in creative mode, I can't hear anything that has a word to it. Cause then my brain's going to go, Oh, I'm going to start singing that. Now when I'm out running, I have my Christian hip hop playlist or I'm listening to podcasts, something like that. So I'm a big proponent of music, but I also think we need to have times of quiet. Mm-hmm. Now, if you like soft music, like I love sometimes if I'm really stressed, I will listen to falling rain or thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Apple Music. I love that because you're sitting in bed. I remember once I was I was on the kitchen bed. I was in the kitchen and my wife had come in and and she had taken a nap. She come back out and she heard thunder. She goes, "But it's sunny out." Like, oh, I'm, I'm no, I'm listening to something. My that moment that was helping me relax. So I was just listening to the thunder roll and I was doing my creative work. So I'm with you. I think sound definitely can be a good thing for productivity. Actually, it's funny you talk about the thunder because I don't know how many years ago now. It was a long time ago. Uh, my husband actually got a CD and then he bought a second one of a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. And it's about an hour long. So throughout this whole thing, you know, you hear the nature. It's like you've got frogs and, you know, just it must have been out in a bog or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, you know, and you slowly start to hear the storm come in. And it goes all the way up to the top of the storm, you know, when the thunder's really loud. So over the course of an hour, you hear a whole storm coming in and coming back out again. Wow. My husband used to listen to that a lot, just to relax sometimes, just to get, you know, into that brain space, right? So... I love sleeping when it's pouring rain outside and it's thundering. I mean, I could just like, I don't want to get a bed. This is, it's like you hear the rain hitting, but now we don't have to wait for a thunderstorm. Now we can go to Apple Music or Spotify and listen to the sound ourselves. Now, normally I do, but I live right on a, well, it's Georgian Bay. It's part of the Great Lakes system in Canada and the US. And I'm 200 feet up from the water. So there have been quite a few times over the years where the water, uh, the lightning hits the water about maybe three, 400 feet from my house. Wow. And the thunder is like a bomb going off. And so you're asleep and all of a sudden, and the house is shaking, like house wow. is just shaking. So, and you bolt up and I'm like, and my husband puts his hand on me and he goes, it's just thunder. You're okay. <laughs> Cause I'm like, oh, all right. Like, <laughs> But yeah, we get really good thunderstorms out here. I love them. But like I said, it, when it's in the middle of the night and you're you're yep. asleep, it's just kind of like it's just you know it sounds like a bomb. So yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so what other good little tidbits do you have for us today? 
Well, I would encourage people, like I mentioned earlier, to schedule time for personal development. I got this big inspiration about two years ago when I started seeing all the very successful people spend a lot of time reading, make a lot of money. Like Elon Musk reads a lot and Mark Cuban reads a lot and Brenda Burchard reads a lot. And I looked at other people who didn't read. They don't make a lot of money. I'm like, like Warren Buffett reads a lot. No TVs, big libraries. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, do I want to know what's going on in all my favorite TV shows or do I want to make a lot of money? And I'm like, why reinvent the wheel? So now I prioritize. I actually put it on my calendar every day to read. And what I'm doing differently in 2021 is I was always gung-ho, 52 books every year. And then uh, Robin Sharma, he wrote the book, The 5 a.m. Club, which I'm a big fan of. He says, here's an idea. Instead of like trying to cram through 52 books, how about being very, very intentional with books you're going to read and slow down and read them slowly? Because here's the thing, the best, and I know you feel the same way, the best value, you spend 20 bucks for a book you're getting everything the author has to give you in a book. I mean, if you want to have them personal coaching or go see him in conference, you pay a lot more money, but you get a book for 20 bucks and you get all his knowledge. So please prioritize, actually put it on your schedule when you're going to read. Don't say, I hope I have time to read because you won't put it on your, if it's that important, put it on your schedule because it is important because all the successful people that I've ever found, they're avid readers, they're avid learners. It's so true. And I think that is, is a key element of being an entrepreneur is the fact that you're always learning. And, you know, I've, I've been an entrepreneur a long time, uh, you know, but every day there's new things that I'm learning and, and I love learning. Yeah. So do I, you know, and so for me, the big thing is now is I read a lot. So now for me, the big thing is just finding those really, really good books that I want to read. Yeah. I think part of my problem is, is, in books all the time. I'm writing them. And, and so I find sometimes I like, I'm just like, okay, this book's just not doing it for me because mm. I'm, I'm seeing all the ways I would fix this book. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. I had to learn to try and just shut my brain off from that because you know you you kind of go into that mode it's it's you know like you've been podcasting a long time so you know when you listen to podcasts you're like oh i would do that differently right? <laughs> yeah so. yep <laughs> <laughs> well it, it's interesting because I just finished rereading for the second time essentialism greg mccollum's book book and the first time i read it i really this part didn't resonate with me but he goes like well say you're going to clean your closet and you're like, well, do I want to get rid of this this clothing item? He said, ask yourself, if you didn't own that, how much money did you pay for it? And once I read that, I'm like, you know, you may like this 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 blouse or this shirt, but if you didn't own it, would you buy it? And it makes and when you for, when you face it that way, you're like, that needs to go. <laughs> so and he goes, the same thing like a course you're gonna take. Okay, you have a course and you're like, Well, I bought it, should go through it. Would you buy it again? And when you look at it that way, and this is what I got from reading Essentialism. Every book I read, it's like oh wow. Like I read another book by Retzel Brenton. It's about it's called Traffic Secrets about how to get more traffic to your website. And I knew this, but I kind of strayed away from it. 
that the number one thing an entrepreneur should be doing is getting people on their email list. That's number one. And I had gone over and tried to build up LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, but I don't own that traffic. Mm -hmm. I need to own the list. And so between the list and the Mark Stuchowski podcast, that's where I'm focusing on because I own that stuff. And so many people, they're just going for the bright, shiny objects. But whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you only have 24 hours in a day. What are you going to work on today? What's more important, building your list or watching TikTok? You got to make a decision there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to remember the gentleman's name. I used to follow him a lot, but he's just released a new book and I keep thinking I got to get it. Okay, it's not coming to me, but anyway, (laughs) keep seeing it advertised on Facebook and I keep thinking, oh, I should get the book. But anyway, you know, people, a lot of experts say that email's dead. Well, email's not dead. No. How do you sign in with Facebook? With an email address, right? Just saying, (laughs) email's not going away. Yes, we have tools like text messaging and all that stuff, but email is not going to go away. Just like when people say, oh, Clubhouse is going to kill podcasting. No, it won't. Okay. Because you cannot, because Clubhouse is what I call audio only Zoom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which means you have to have a live internet connection. With a podcast, you can download it to your phone when you go on an airplane and you have to put your phone in do not airplane mode. You can still listen to your podcast. So I don't think podcasting or email is going to go away anytime soon. I don't think so either. I think there's an audience for each. Yes. Yep. And, you know, email is not dead. But, you know, for me as well, I don't think I, I want to rely solely on email. Absolutely especially over this last year, because you'd be amazed at how many emails have been lost. I've sent emails to clients that never made it. And I knew I hit send. It didn't even show up in my outbox. Oh, wow. Totally disappeared. <laughs> so you don't know if, if the client even got it. So you're, you know, you're trying to get a hold of them. So I think, you know, you always need to have more than one way, mm-hmm. but fully believe in building an email list because again, that's yours. Yep. Yep. That's yours. Same with your podcast. That's yours, right? Even if they even if they should ever boot off Mr. Productivity from Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which who would want to boot off Mr. Productivity? I mean, I don't talk about anything controversial unless you're anti-time management, unless you want to be a lazy person, in which case you probably don't like my podcast. But But you're right. Even if I get booted off, I still have all those episodes on my computer. I own all those episodes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I was going to say, how can people connect with you? But I think we already talked about that. But just remind our audience, do you have anything that you give away? How can people connect with you? Just one more time before we shut down for today. Yeah, just go to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. It'll transport you for no charge to markstuchowski.com. There you can sign up and get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs. If you're not an entrepreneur, they'll still uh, serve you. And I also go live on most Saturday mornings, Saturday mornings in the United States, where I I teach on a different topic on optimal performance. You can register for that new training that happens every Saturday at my website. And you can find out about my podcast and my coaching, everything you want to know about me and so much more, mrproductivity.com. Well, thank you so much. This has been Mr. Productivity and Kim Thompson-Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the very next episode. 
Bye now. You've been listening to the Author to Authority podcast. The extraordinary word ninja, Kim Thompson Pinder, has helped over 200 entrepreneurs, professionals, speakers, and coaches write and publish their books that have become incredible marketing tools for their business. And many of those have gone on to become Amazon best-selling authors and have used their books to land high-level clients and get on big stages. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.author2authoritypodcast.com. See you next time.